Staying mentally and physically well during the pandemic is important for all of us. And here with me today to discuss anxiety and strategies for staying well is Dr. Leslie Zayner. She's a clinical psychologist with Summa Health. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Summa Health. I'm Scott Webb. So Dr. Zayner, thanks so much for being on today. We've got a lot to cover. I want to start with setting the table here a little bit. How do you define anxiety? What are some of the root causes for people? And do you find that anxiety levels are higher right now, you know, specifically due to COVID-19? Generally, we define anxiety as an excessive worry or a feeling of tension or being on edge or nervous feeling like you can't control those kinds of thoughts and feelings. There can be physical components to it, you know, like muscle tension or nausea. Um, and then there can be emotional and cognitive kind of components like your thinking processes and just that general feeling of dread. People can have panic attacks uh, as part of their anxiety. Um, and those are discrete episodes where you feel like you're having trouble breathing or your heart is pounding. You feel a, a really strong sense like you need to escape or the walls are closing in. Um, and people can have other physical manifestations of their anxiety as well, um, in addition to specific phobias, you know, fear of heights, fear of spiders, different things like that, too. And yes, we do see um, an increase in anxiety. I don't, I don't have a specific numbers to give you, but, you know, I'm seeing more patients who are coming in who maybe they had pre-existing anxiety before the pandemic. And so now all the changes are, you know, they're ramping up uh, in their feelings um, or they're worried specifically about the pandemic and about what the implications are for themselves and their families. Let's talk about ways to deal with anxiety, to treat anxiety. And I know most people naturally gravitate towards what we might call distractions, whether it's watching TV. I'm definitely guilty of that. Uh, reading, video games, you know, doing things where the goal is to get your mind off your worries. Those have some degree of effectiveness, right? Yes, they do. Like you said, they get your mind off of what you've been worrying about. And for a lot of people, you know, that's enough. You know, then the rest of the evening, they're good, doesn't bother them again. But when that's not enough for you, there are other things uh, that people can do. You know, one of the first things is like deep breathing or progressive muscle relaxation, any kind of meditation. Those can be really effective uh, because it helps bring your heart rate down, helps bring your breathing rate down, and so you just feel calmer. It also really encourages people to focus on here and now and get themselves out of those sort of like what if and catastrophizing kind of worries. So that's another reason why it's really uh, effective. The key with those kind of techniques, though, is you really have to practice at other times when you're calm. It's, you know, learning to relax your mind and your body is a skill. And so the more you practice it, the better you get at it, the more effective it's going to be at other times. So, uh, doctor, something I wanted to ask you about is what exactly is self-talk? I'm not that familiar with that term. I think I understand it, but I'd like to have you explain that. It's just evaluating what's happening, telling ourselves things. Uh, sometimes it's helpful things, encouraging things. Sometimes it's not so helpful. It might be, for some people, it might be more critical. It might be more worrisome. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I always think about the worst case scenario. Um, and if you have anxiety, that's, you know, not surprisingly going to increase your anxiety to be thinking about what's the worst thing that could happen here. 
And so uh, another strategy for controlling anxiety is to pay attention to what you're telling yourself about situations. Um, because again, if you're thinking about the worst case scenario, or if you're saying, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Then your anxiety is going to increase. Um, and what we find is that a lot of times people really are pretty out of proportion in their thinking when their anxiety is high. So it's a better strategy to pay attention and to try to remind yourself to say things that are more, more moderate, more in proportion to the situation. So, you know, something might be, well, and, and so like wearing masks now with the pandemic, you know, we're all having to wear masks and it's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient. At the same time, it's still doable. We might not, not like it, but it's doable. And so using terms like uncomfortable, inconvenient, frustrating, that's going to keep your emotions in proportion to the situation. So, Doctor, let's talk about creative endeavors and how they can be helpful, too. Things like drawing, coloring, woodworking, gardening, singing, or playing an instrument. Uh, those are more than just a distraction, right? Oh, yeah. These are things that can give you an outlet for your feelings. They can help you express your feelings. Um, they can help remind you of your abilities and competencies, uh, which we tend to forget. You know, when we're in a heightened emotional state, we forget. We tend to forget positives about ourselves. So going back to some of those things can remind us. And then, you know, at the end, you have a finished product that you can really be proud of. Uh, so it, it tends to be um, a little more helpful than your, just your typical distraction, like watching TV. Right, because in the end, all we've done is just binged on a TV show when we watch Netflix or Hulu. But here we actually have something, as you say, we can point to and say, see what I made? I, I made this thing. It's really cool. Uh, that That's a great suggestion. Uh, so let's talk about maintaining our social connections. You know, one of the things I've had an issue with during this time, uh, the so-called new normal, is the term social distancing. And I feel like what we should have called it from the start was maybe physical distancing, because we don't want to be socially distant. We want to maintain those social connections, right? I mean, obviously, safely, of course, but maintaining our social connections is so important. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Scott. Um, getting support from other people, you know, reminding ourselves that we're all in this together, you know, just key to helping to maintain good emotional health. Um, and the other side of that, too, is giving support. Um, you know, there's a, there's a saying, and I'm probably not going to get it right, that when you give a gift, two people benefit, you know, the one who gets the gift and the one who gives the gift, right? So, we feel better when we do something good for somebody else. You know, when you give support to other people, then you benefit as well. And that's just another reason to try to keep your connections, whether it's, you know, from a distance, you know, in person or uh, over the telephone, uh, Zoom or whatever the, the other electronics are, or even just writing a letter, old-fashioned letter writing and sending cards. Uh, people really get a, get a thrill out of that, too. So... Uh, sticking with that is very important. 
you know, one of the things my mom and I have been doing, even though she's nearby, we haven't seen each other as much over the last few months as we've been playing Scrabble on our phones at night. So uh, she she texted me last night and said, you know, you up for a game? Sure. And uh, we always something we did when I was a kid, we played, you know, physical Scrabble at the table. And now we're playing, you know, online Scrabble on our phones. And it does help us stay together. It does maintain that, you know, social connection, you know, with family, which is such a simple, silly thing. But but really effective because, you know, last night I ended my night playing Scrabble with my mom, as I often did when I was a kid, which was which was really a neat thing. Let's talk about the advice we would all get from, we'll hopefully all get from our primary care physicians, the basic things that we can all do right now to stay physically and mentally well or as well as we can. And that would be eating well, getting enough sleep, uh, trying to get some exercise every day. Those things are important as well, right? Oh, yeah. These are the building blocks for good physical and emotional health. And I know, you know, they're not very flashy. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, 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 I heard that before. Uh, But they really are very important um, to try to maintain yourself physically. Um, I guess I'd also add to what you said, you know, try not to drink too much alcohol or too much caffeine, uh, because that, you know, that's not good for you either. Um, but they're, like I said, they're just the building blocks of staying well. And right now, during the pandemic, we need to keep our bodies as, as physically healthy as we can, as well as our emotions as healthy as we can. Yeah, that's so right. And you've given us some uh, great suggestions today on how to stay physically and mentally well. As we wrap up here today, Doctor, what else we, do we need to tell people about uh, getting a hold of you, services that are offered there, anything else we can tell them today? Well, um, yeah, thanks for that question, Scott, because I think if people are feeling like these ideas are not sufficient for them, if they're feeling overwhelmed, um, if anxiety or other emotional concerns are interfering with their responsibilities or their relationships, um, it's important that they do reach out for help. At SUMA, we have a wide variety of services. We have counseling or psychotherapy. We have psychiatry services, as well as some other services uh, that can be helpful for emotional concerns. Um, and so if somebody wants to get connected, um, the, the thing that they can do is they can call the Behavioral Health Department at St. Thomas. And the phone number there is 330-379-379. 8190. And they would collect some basic information and get somebody connected with appropriate services. And doctor, I wanted to ask you about telehealth and telemedicine. And has that come up yet in dealing with people's emotions and anxiety? Is that something that you guys are doing? Uh, Yes, we are doing quite a lot of telehealth at SUMA. Um, and uh, I've found it very effective. Uh, patients have found it convenient. It's not hard to do at all. It's very easy. Um, it does require a smartphone, um, but we're offering that to all of our psychotherapy patients unless there's a critical issue and we feel like we need to see them in the office. So it is an option for people. That's great to hear. And, you know, when we were, I mentioned earlier about the new normal, if you will, you know, telehealth and telemedicine, video visits, things like that has been sort of, you know, inching along over the years. And now out of necessity because of COVID-19, it's become the thing in medicine. And I really hope that it sticks. You know, there's a lot of good reasons, uh, not just COVID-19, why people 
can connect remotely, digitally, whether it's a Zoom or a video visit on their phone or however providers are doing that. Uh, what a great option for people and just hoping that insurance companies and everybody plays ball so that this is something that can stick. I'm sure you are too. Yes, I agree. I think it's been very helpful for our patients. You know, we have people who maybe they have limited transportation options, for instance, um, and this gives them another way to access services uh, that wasn't available before. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Zaner, so great having you on today. We covered a lot of ground and uh, we've talked about, you know, mental and physical wellness and lots of suggestions on how to deal with anxiety and how anxiety levels might be a little bit higher right now during the COVID-19. But we have some strategies, things we can do, ways that people can reach out and seek treatment. So awesome having you on and stay well. For more information or to book an appointment, visit sumahealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful and informative, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Suma Health. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.